Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber. What a fun night we had. Fun night. Fun night. We, what a fun night. We, we got had. to hang out with Koi and Felicia until from dawn. the Until Dawn podcast. Fantastic podcast. And they it's all. A wonderful podcast. You have to, watch. You have to listen to it. <laughs> all fun. of their. It's, it's oh, my God. Oh, my God. All of their episodes can be found on, of course, all the usual places iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, any podcast app you use. Just search Until Dawn and. They have uh, a number of episodes out there that they've done that are super cool and fun to listen to. And it's a husband and wife duo. Yeah, power couple like uh, us. And we met them at Troy's event, the Haunted America ago. Conference. Yeah. And immediately liked them. And then the one thing I liked about Coy, he came up to and he was wearing a flag nor fail. I think it was a hat. Well, one thing I want to directly, if you want to get it, you know, check these guys out. You can go to facebook.com slash until dawn podcast. Yeah. I'll run together. That's one place you can find them at. They're all over the place, though. And a lot of people do not know what Flag Nor Fail is because it's a small clothing. Because you're not a motherfucking beast. Okay. Well, if you know Rob Bailey and his lovely wife, Dana Bailey, Dana Lynn Bailey. I'm a motherfucking beast. Um, she is like one of the most amazing female bodybuilders out there. I don't think she looks gross. I know like there's a lot of people that have oh, She's one of the best athletes in the world. Um, that right. have opinions. Dana she Lynn is, Bailey is amazing. She's not disgusting. She's not on roids, as a lot of people like no, to all say. Natural. All natty. When you, all natty. When you lift weights almost like your whole life. Like you can grow muscle even as a girl, and when you have an impeccable diet. But anyway, I digress. So he had this flag nor fail. Uh, I think it, shirt or hat on. I don't remember. And I was like, "Oh my god, Dana Lynn, dear DLB fan." And then we just started talking right away. And then I was like, "Oh, he's cool. We got to hang out with him later." And then his wife is super cool. Yeah, Felicia's Felicia. Awesome. They're both amazing people. So then Felicia loves Disney. So of course, then I. Oh, I, got, remember, I remember that conversation. Yeah, so That's when I left on, the room. Like I'm out of here. We got on a conversation about Disney, like Disney World. Like I'm not, I'm not necessarily obsessed with like Disney characters. It's the parks that I love. And uh, so anyway, I'm then I didn't come up on the show tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it just didn't go that way. I, you know, I almost because the show went no, good. no. I almost asked Felicia if she had any interest in going to Disney World right now during COVID. Because I just talked to someone who I work with who goes like multiple times a year. She gets a season pass. And she her, she had a trip scheduled for September and she canceled it. Even though on all the blogs and everything, she's like, it looks like an amazing time to be at Disney. Yes, you have to wear a mask. But like the longest wait time is 15 minutes. There's half the amount of people in the park. So you're not being bombarded. And then they are enforcing the mask thing with stormtroopers. It doesn't get cooler than that. I'd almost want to take the mask off just to see if a stormtrooper came out of nowhere. Like, oh, shoot. I don't know what they would say to me. It'd be some Star Warian thing. Halt. Yeah. Please place mask back on face. I don't know. But anyway. So that was what you guys you guys talked about a lot was Disney. Sure. but That's wonderful. We had the honor of having these two on the show tonight. It was fantastic. Um Love the show. Love their podcast. Love these people too. They're they're wonderful, and we're really bummed. You know, we we had a great thing going there for two years in a row, at least, where we got to see him once a year at Troy Taylor's conference down there in Alton. Unfortunately, this year, as we know, that didn't happen because of this little pandemic going on. Little pandemic. And I've been meaning to. I've really been wanting to have a conversation with them and just catch up and see what was going on. And we got to do that with Coy and Felicia Pittman from the Until Dawn podcast. Enjoy.
Coy and Felicia on was I think in Alton, Illinois. That was a couple s- couple years ago. Two years, yeah. Probably all slightly buzzed in a hotel room, there screaming was, at a microphone. I think way more than slightly buzzed, but yeah. Yes. I know, yeah we so now we have them back to so they sound professionally like professional and polished and but, well. They look it too because we saw them briefly on yeah, Skype. Yeah, yeah, and we, you know, we we tend to shy away from the video. <laughs> they thing. both have great hair. They got great hair. <laughs> I haven't had a haircut in five months, nor a beard trim in five months. Uh, that's why we don't uh, do the video stuff here, no. guys. That's Everyone would be scared of Scott's I, bell I, mullet. I look like, I look like my bell mullet. <laughs> yeah, what it's like talking? a little bell. It's just oh my, my hair's curly. Yeah, but it's it's like turned into a bell shape. Yeah, and that's what you keep, you and Tony were saying that the other night too. <laughs> my hair my hair looks like a bell now. I'm like it's just it's curly, and I don't do anything with it. So. Yeah, you guys look great, though. Uh, we got to see Thank you briefly. You. Thank you. Um, we love your show. And we, we've had the pleasure, as Amber mentioned, not once, but hanging out with you guys a couple times down in Alton, Illinois, at Troy Taylor's conference. Um, and we're really bummed uh, for the obvious this year that we couldn't get down there and hang out with everybody again. But as we all know, uh, this whole weird pandemic thing is happening. So that was kind of a bummer for all of us. Yeah, it really was. We, we always look forward to that. So have you guys been doing anything? Like, how how is your lockdown and COVID experience been down in Missouri? <laughs> How's your COVID experience been? Yeah. <laughs> right. We have done nothing. <laughs> we, we have this weird thing where Koi works for the government, so they actually lock us down even more. Oh, wow. They put up restrictions. So thanks to his job, yeah, we've been stuck. Yeah, for me, it's it was business as normal. I'm a essential employee, so I was going to work no matter what. Oh wow! So that, that so you've been going into work. You haven't been working remotely or anything like that. No, I can't. I can't do my job remotely, really. So yeah, I have to be there at the hospital. And oh my goodness, every day. I, I this is why. I mean, even though I, today was one of those days for a lot of reasons, but today was a grind for me. Um, but I work from home right now, and I do have to say. When I hear something like that, it's like, okay, I am truly blessed because you have guys like you who are considered essential employees, also millet, well, government employee too, that are going, that have to go out every day, and that's got to be a total grind. So, yeah, thank you for doing that, man. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. So, <laughs> yeah, it's well, and this whole thing is just there's a you know you're not the only one. There's a lot of people that are out there doing that, and that's one thing. Uh, you know, I've talked to other people that you know they've had to, they've pounded right through this thing. They haven't stopped. They put the mask on and they went to work every day. And I think that's something that uh, you know a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people are neglecting that or they're just not paying much attention to the people that are out there that have to go to work every day. And they've been working right through this whole thing. Some people are bummed because they're unemployed. And that's the, that's the ugly, the other ugly side of this thing. Yeah. You're, the, uh, yeah. It's awful how it's affect really how it's affected people in yeah. much worse ways than that even. And you're kind of yeah, Go ahead. Felicia. I think I had to take like six weeks off because I'm a hairstylist. So they closed uh, us down. Yep. Yeah. And it's self-employment. So it's not like I could apply for stuff really. So. 
I think the way I'm going right now, the next time I get a haircut, it might be from you and Alton next year. <laughs> hey, let's do it. Yeah, please. <laughs> Whatever, Amber. Be a bigger bell. It ain't gonna be a big. It's gonna be a bigger bell at be all. Be like the Liberty Bell on your head. <laughs> so we were getting, we were doing some prep for this thing, and Koi, you, you mentioned, or I mean, maybe both of you mentioned this. There's some weird connection, and I really was curious to talk about this. There's some weird connection of one of the first paranormal books that is, I guess, that I read or Amber read. I'm not sure, uh, and it had to do with Felicia's grandmother. Am I correct? Please, yeah. I want to hear but, about this. I, I, was it so, directed towards me or Amber though? It was you. Okay, so that book, right. the one that you say got you into the paranormal, The Haunted Houses. Haunted Houses by Larry Kettlecamp. Yes. I actually yeah. have it right in front of me. Oh, far <laughs> so, out. You were talking about it one day on the podcast, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. My grandparents, their farm is in that book. So I thought that was pretty crazy. What? Oh my it's goodness. like a poltergeist story from Missouri. That would oh, be my family. Yeah, and it's been a long time since I read the book again, but I, it's all kind of hazing back in now. But it's 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 that book's got a, it's a it's a strange layout in the book. It's a cool layout because it gets into like different phenomena. And Poltergeist obviously is one of them, and that's one of the stories. Yeah, like you mentioned that they kind of uses an well that Larry Kettlecamp uses an example. Um, yeah, that's a really super cool book. So that was that was your grandmother's farm, you said? Yeah, my yeah. Holy crap! Wow. So what happened? What was their situation with their poltergeist? Now we have the firsthand account. Right. So they <laughs> think it was based around my aunt's Betty because. The activity was really held around her a lot. I think she was like 12 or 13 at the time. So That's like the ideal poltergeist age. What's that age? Right. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> ready to run, that, I'm ready to run and grab I, the book right now. <laughs> I don't know a lot about it, but yeah. I know like with hers, it wasn't just happening at the house. It was like different locations she would go to. Stuff would happen there, like out in stores, yeah. at other people's houses. So was that story, was that, is that kind of a nationally known story or did this author just happen to interview your grandma and get the story for his book? So I think what happened was he was actually interviewing some people that came down from Duke University to investigate their house, Larry, which is crazy because this happened in like what, the 50s? Right. You know, back then, especially Southern Missouri, you don't tell people you have a ghost in your house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so that's why I always believed my grandma when she told me the stories. Larry Kettlecamp's from Illinois, so I mean he's not. He? That, I didn't even know yeah, that he's not that far away. Well, here while while we're on that subject, I might as well talk about this a little bit. So this was earlier this year; it may have been pre-pandemic. Go grab that book, Amber. Go, it's a, it's a, there's a, there's a couple copies sitting there, you know in the archives on the other side of the wall. We we have a couple. Co- it's funny because we've had people over the because I was talking about this book back in the early days of this show, right? Right. So I, it's been really heart touching because. We, we used to go to conferences, a lot more conferences back in the day. We go to conferences and stuff like that, and we'd bump into people. And they, I got multiple copies of this book now in all different shapes, like all its different wears yeah. and tears from people saying, you know, I listen to the show, and you say that that was like the first book and like your favorite book on the paranormal you ever read. So I have a copy, and I want to give it to you. So a bunch of people did that. So we have like several copies of the thing awesome. strewn about the house. Um, earlier this year, I don't know why I – didn't do it in the early days. Maybe it's because I just didn't have any confidence, but I decided to reach out to Larry, well, do a bit of research and try to get in contact with Larry Kettlecamp, right? And yeah. I went through a handful of Facebook accounts uh, of what I thought were relatives, which I did talk to a couple of people. I added, you know, these, this has got to be 
you know, picture being on the other end of this thing, like some random dude that looks like me adds you on Facebook. The fact that they added me back was insanity, <laughs> right? And I said, hey, are you related to Larry Kettlecamp? And one of the young ladies is like, yeah, he's my, he's my uncle. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm looking, I'm trying to find this dude. I mean, I didn't even know if he was still alive or not, to be honest. Right. It was, there wasn't a lot of like, you know, there wasn't like a Larry Kettlecamp fan site or anything like that out there. So I managed to actually get an email address and uh, talk to the man himself. And we, it started out, I mean, I, it was simple. I'm like, hey, listen, I got a long story. I'll keep it brief. But, you know, this is, you know, your book, Haunted Houses, I read. I, I, it made me fall in love and get interested in the paranormal when I was very young. And you've been kind of an inspiration for the stuff I've done since then. And I, you know, God, it would be an honor to have you on the show. And we had a really great conversation on email. Back and forth, talking about ideas about what the he was really excited to talk to me. He, well, he's clearly an author because he loves to type, right? right. So he <laughs> he was typing like three page emails to me, which I was I still I kept them because they're great. It's great reading about ideas that he's had recently and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, Mr. Kettlecamp, I go, this is fantastic. Would you? I'd love to have you on the show. I mean, it's super nice. You know, we're not no shock jocks. It's totally laid back, and here's our credentials and everything. And he's like, no, I don't want to be on the show. <laughs> I'm, oh like, I'm like, no, you're killing me here, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> um, but he just wasn't interested in, in doing any type of show like that. He wasn't interested in coming and talking to us. And I, I mean, I respect that. I don't hold that against him in any way whatsoever. Totally cool. And I still respect the man and love the man. But I have some really great emails. Maybe if I'm feeling saucy, maybe one of these days I'll break them out. And maybe, I mean, I'd like to ask him before if I was going to do something like that and read some of the stuff that he talked about. Because it was a great conversation I had with him, at least on email. I would have loved to have him on the show. So there's a lot. Amber is like over here like, what do you stare? What do you? I was re- looking at the. St- I found the story. Oh, you found the story. Yeah. Was what? was it Mister and Mrs. Clinton Ward? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Found it. Okay. Then yeah, she's got a copy of that right in front of us. So that book really is special, and it's always found its way, uh, you know, into the lore of our show. I guess it's something that I've always brought up, and uh, <laughs> I, I just love that book. It's There's fantastic. an illustration. I guess the illustrations were done by Larry Kittle, Kettle Camp too, and they're kind of cute. And this book was published in 1969. Yeah, it's an old book. By Weekly Reader, which I don't know when the Weekly like I don't seems like they had a, a book order that you could get stuff from. And I don't know how when that started because they had that in elementary school like in the 80s when I was there. But I don't know um, how prevalent that was like in decades before that you know. had book orders at school. I don't know. So I don't think a, it ever really came out in a hardcover edition. It's well, not a very no, long book. No, but there's a cute illustration of a lady sitting on a couch, and it says, suddenly the room was full of flying walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, so something happened that involved flying walnuts. Definitely a small world, I have to say, when it comes to that. And I, when I read that, I was like, oh, we got to talk about this thing. I had a feeling it was about haunted houses because that's the only book i really really jazz right. on uh on the show as far as something i you know i've read a bunch of bunch of books on the paranormal that's just the one that stuck with me it just for some reason and maybe because it was the first one mm-hmm. uh, but it's just a book that it was it, i've said this before um it's just a really good book to read you know even if even now i think is it just it's you know, it's kind of short to the point, and it's easy to digest. It gets into some sciencey kind of nerdy stuff, but you get to mm-hmm. read cool ghost stories too. It's got it all. It's a fantastic little book. I yeah, think it's I love wonderful. that book. I wish we could get them on. I'm really bummed about that. Still, <laughs> I'm, I'm just totally bummed. So cool. I would have loved just, it. I'm impressed you found him. I, yeah, I well, I 
it was like I said, I did a lot of creeping around. <laughs> and I and I say creeping with a capital C. I'm like, look, I'm just trying to find this guy. Is he is he even still alive? <laughs> you know, and he and he's very I think he's like in his late eighties now. Oh, uh, wow. so he, he's up there, but he's Sharp as attack. I just, you know, like I said, he can he can type, but he just doesn't want to talk. So maybe maybe one of these yeah. days I can kind of into it. I, I may I may reach out to him again. Uh, but yeah, thank you for that though. It's so cool to hear that. It's such a small world. Um, yeah. Now, one thing you guys mentioned too, uh, and that I'm, it's something I think we've been talking about a lot lately, and I think I'm becoming more and more of a drooling hippie these days. So it's something that I kind of support as far as one way, but it's the gadgets thing with the paranormal, right? And, yeah. you know, studying, I guess, I guess specifically uh, with, you know, ghost observing, whatever you want. To, I hate, you know, Doug said that years ago, ghost hunting is such a, such a kind of a negative misomer, I think on, on, uh, on this field, like ghost hunting. Like we're not hunting anything. We're just observing right. it's something. Um, but gadgets though, as far as that's concerned, do you, I mean, do you guys, I'm sure, do you guys use any type of equipment when you go out? We, we do. I mean, but it's really like, you know, digital cameras, recorders. Um, initially I was definitely really, really big into the, into the gadgets. And, you know, you start out, you're like, I got to buy everything. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. spend my whole paycheck on this. Right. Yeah. We don't need food. It's ramen this week. Like, yeah. I got to get this new, you know, grid thing. But the more that we do it, the, you know, I'm like, eh, I don't want to take that stuff. I'm not going to take that. I'll grab my camera and my recorder and and just go. Yeah. And I think that's, and, I think that's like the pattern a lot of people are, are taking, especially people that have been doing this for a long time. Like, 15 right. plus years they're like okay i just want an experience now i don't need like to watch my thing dip for reasons i don't even I'm, i don't even understand because <laughs> right, a lot exactly. of ghost hunters sadly I, I mean i can't say that i understand all the equipment i have perfectly like i uh, the ins and outs of an emf detector um all that stuff I, I, okay it did something well how do i know that's a ghost well i know right. it's a, i know what i see because I, I know i'm not crazy so if suddenly i see something wispy in front of me or something grabs my shoulder and squeezes that's an experience i can't prove it to anyone but it's i, I think that's just what happens as you age in the paranormal well, <laughs> so, you become aging yeah it becomes i think it really becomes much more about the personal experience rather than trying to jump out there and look everybody look what i got yeah you don't have to prove anything well, anymore right well, I mean, maybe people it's a, don't believe you if you try to prove something, you know, yep. people are so skeptical of everything. Yep. I don't know. I just kind of, I feel like I was getting lost in my equipment. Like I was staring down the whole time and missing what's happening. It was exactly. like the investigation was passing me by while I'm sitting here staring at a camera, you know? Well, I think maybe the thing with this though, too, and it raises a couple of points and questions, I think for everybody here. Amber, you mentioned this, you mentioned that, you know, that after a while, you just, I mean, I know we've done that. We just kind of stopped bringing all the gear. Um, yeah. is, it, is it a matter, and I'm, I'll use the L word, is it a matter of like, okay, look, I'm tired of breaking my ass here. I'm getting a little lazy. I just, I'll bring my camera and my recorder, right? Or is it, uh, Felicia, you just mentioned that, right? Is it that if you have a handful of years doing this, and you go through, like I've said a lot of times, you go through the, all the movements of this thing where you start out as a pure believer. I think a lot of people start out as a pure believer. 
over time you become a bit skeptical and then over time you may even become cynical, right? Um, yeah. I think you get to a point, I know I did, where it's like, okay, you know what? I Maybe when I started on this adventure, you know, I did want to prove something. I had something to prove. I, like I wanted to prove the existence of the afterlife. That was our mission statement uh, when we were kids. And now... I think it's just a matter of, like, I don't have anything to prove to anybody, and I don't owe anybody a damn thing. So if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm going to do it for me, right? And that doesn't, and if that means I see something, something just pops up in front of me in a hallway somewhere and says, hi, I'm a ghost. How are you? Here's proof in front of you right now. And that's the end of it, and I didn't have enough time to get my camera up or get a recording of it in any way to get some type of artifact of it, right? Well, tough mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> I, I, that's how I feel about it now. It's like, I don't really right. feel like I have to, I'm not trying to sell a picture to the National Enquirer or whatever, or, or the Sun or whatever it is. Uh, that's, that's bottom feeding, in my opinion, right? And, I, and I mean, I'm not saying that's what everybody's goal is either, but I think that's just what it comes down to is over time. And then, I mean, I'm, I want to hear what everybody else has to say about this too. Uh, that's my observation. It's just, I think, I, personally... And I know I'm not alone. I don't have anything to prove. I don't really, I, I do this because I still care about the field and I care about stuff that I can't really explain. And what do you guys think? <laughs> Everybody out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think, yeah, when you get, like you said, when you get started, it's, you know, it's like, this happened to me. I've got to tell, you know, stand on the biggest mountain and tell everybody yeah. and make and get you to believe what I believe. But over time, the more you're involved in it, you realize I don't need everybody else to believe what I believe. Yeah. Not everybody's ex- going to experience everything that I experience, and it becomes more about your personal experience and you know delving deeper into that, whatever your end goal may be for yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's why I mentioned like the drooling hippie that I'm becoming because to me now, and we're not out there very often anymore. We got we got very busy lives. Um, when I do go out, I don't even bring a camera anymore. I don't even bring a recorder. I bring myself. And that's what some of the greatest people I've talked to in this field have said when I, I've asked that question, Hey, so what should I, you know, what, what, you know, what are the tricks or the tools, you know? And they're like, your senses, your, the senses that you were given when you were born, those are the greatest tools you can take anywhere to detect something. Um, and that's kind of what I rely on now personally. And that is, a, and when, I think when you get into that, then your entire day can be an investigation, I think. I, I think we all know that this is about the subtleties and the strange things that happen in life, right? It isn't just, well, we, we're going to go out on Friday night at seven o'clock and we're going to investigate this place until 11 o'clock. And then well, we're off the clock, <laughs> so we don't we don't look at anything anymore. I think that once you get into that territory of, okay, I'm just going to observe things all around me all the time, then every every minute of the day is an investigation. When you're at work, uh, when you're when you're out at the park, when you're hiking, wherever it may be, you're doing whatever activity you're doing. I think that's when you you need to be paying attention all the time. I think, and it's those little things that that fly by you, and you mentioned that. Uh, a second ago, Felicia, that you were immersed in your equipment. You know, you were just looking down at your equipment the whole time. Uh, right. 
and you weren't looking up, like you know, experiencing what's in front of you. And yeah, I think we've all been through that. And it's very, it's very eerie that you said that because it just ties right in with you know the. I don't, is it a problem, Amber? With I guess with the smartphone thing, right? Which we've we've done plenty of shitting on on this show, but it's the same <laughs> idea. I mean, you know, a lot of people just. I mean, it happened two days ago in a parking lot. Somebody's sitting there looking at their phone, and if I hadn't have seen them, they'd have been they'd have been road cheese. <laughs> they, okay. You know, um, it's it's that idea too. So I mean, I guess it it applies, and it you kind of you kind of pulled that together for me, Felicia. Is um, you can get immersed in that. So why not just make the whole day? An investigation. I guess it's just my thoughts on it. You know, when when you when you when you put it in that context, is your your senses, I guess, right, Amber? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I think if you learn, do you concur? Amber? I think if you learn to like, okay, I, the people that I know that have pulled back from using all kinds of equipment, they're getting more into the consciousness side of things meditation well, that's what i'm saying the drooling kind hippies. of well they don't why are they drooling well drooling drooling no, no hippies drool i don't think i don't think a lot of them do <laughs> i don't, I don't see don't. felicia's a hippie she don't drool oh i'm sorry mm. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know you were a hippie so <laughs> i'm working on it <laughs> <laughs> so i i think you can learn learn like skills to improve those our our own senses if that's what you mean like every day and I think that not just would it, would it help you maybe add an investigation or pick up on the finer things in life, it can help you cope and be a better person, I think, and learn how to manage your, your own emotions and well, self. Just meditation alone has been proven to reduce a ton of negative stuff in the human body. Well, I'm, I was talking more on the awareness side. I mean, Felicia. Well, and, and meditation Coy, brings out awareness well, yeah. as well. I mean, here's an example. And I mean, you guys chiming. I, mean, I know you've had an experience like this. Um, what, what's an easy one? Like, uh, you ever be thinking about somebody? Like, it's a Tuesday. And you're, th- and you're going about your day. And someone you haven't seen in many years pops in your head. Just, just randomly. Just one of those thoughts mm-hmm. that, comes, that comes and goes. It's like, oh, hey, what's up? And that thought of that person comes and goes. And then... The day, a day later, you bump into that person at the gas station or something like that. Has that ever happened to you guys? Either one of yeah. you? Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, right? Um, you could easily I, you could easily write that off. Well, it's just a coincidence, you know? Um, or are you paying attention, I guess? Like, okay, well, to me, because that's happened more than once to me, I've always really read into that and said, okay, what did I do to make that happen? Because I believe that I'm... I may have made that happen, or if it's just a timeline I'm on that I was that was supposed to happen. Who knows, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. it's something that, going back to that point, that I'm paying attention to. I'm investigating all the time, all day long, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean that's just that's just what my thought is on that. I guess I there's been an interesting thing that has come up in my little paranormal circles online, and about a couple weeks ago, I started seeing little flashes of things. Like, I'd just be sitting down in the basement, and I'd see something flash up on, like, at the top of the stairs. And sometimes I would think, oh, it's the cat. And then I would never see the cat. And I was like, okay, that was weird. And then I'd be sitting on the couch, and then something would catch my eye, and I'd look. And it was always really low to the ground, like maybe two feet, not anything tall. And finally, like, the the fifth or seventh time that this happened, 
I've I walked up the stairs and started looking around because I'm like, this is really weird. This is ma- this is this is making me notice and look up from what I'm doing, just as if someone had walked by. And right. then on su- online suddenly, I, a bunch of other people started saying they they're experiencing the same thing. Not everyone had the low to the ground stuff, but a lot of people said, oh, you're like five seven or well five six feet seven feet or whatever in the air, and then seeing things out of the corner of their eye. I don't know if you guys have had any weird experiences since the world's been like topsy turvy, but that's one one of the things where people are kind of wondering, like, with everyone's consciousness just sort of wonky right now, is it causing things to just go like weird, right. and and people are starting to see things, or there's like a thinning of like something? I don't know if you guys have had anything weird happen. I'm trying to think if I have, I don't think I have. I haven't got a chance to slow down. <laughs> oh, never yeah. sits. So are you seeing it always in the same spot? Like always no, on your stairs? No, no it's always – the stairs I think I noticed the most. Right. And then I would write that off just because the cat's litter box is just around the corner, but it would never be the cat. And and when it was, I'd say, I'm like, oh, it's, okay, it's her. No big deal, whatever. Right. But it was just – I could it could be in the hallway. Uh, it was always at home. I don't think I had it anywhere like at work or anything, but it, it – it was startling and for me to get up and actually go searching around the house like okay what was that like all right it's weird okay guys yeah. what are you doing who's there and I, I and then that was the last time i've seen something that's caught my eye like that but then to have a bunch of people jump online and say the same thing so hey if you're someone out there listening to this podcast and you've been experiencing weird shadow things <laughs> contact at ghostlytalk.com yeah, right send me an email i'd be curious what your experience is but i so i i don't know that's that's and that's just an experience that's just sitting there, you know, no equipment. I, I don't have a constant video surveillance of the house to be like, oh, I got to go. OK, what what grid system was that, Scott? OK, let me go back and rewind that part of the camera. Like that would be weird <laughs> if you had your house. It like, makes me wonder if it's not more just awareness just because we don't like Scott was saying, we just don't have so much going on now. There's OK, there's that, too. And I think we talked about this on a previous podcast that there were more. Well, and it was in a New York Times article that more people were reporting hauntings in their house. Because you're there more. Since COVID. Right. And yeah, the, the logical theory is you're in your house longer. You're noticing all the creaks and groans and things that maybe didn't happen. Well, you never noticed because maybe you were at work when they did it. Like our house, when we're sitting, it doesn't always happen at night. It happens during the day. So it might have something to do with the heat. But there mm-hmm. is a loud like crack always from the front door. Like a, it makes it a, like a knock. There's a, there's a crack. I hear a crack also in the attic. A cracking sound in the always. I was gonna say with this Amber, I, I and I don't know about you guys. Uh, I've been waking up religiously for the last three months now at two o'clock in the morning. That's me. Right, Mine's one thirty. Right on the dot of two o'clock yeah. in the morning. I to the point where I wake up. Okay, I'll be fair. Sometimes it's my bladder. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not getting any younger here. Uh, and I, I'm experiencing that wonderful part of my mid forties now. Uh, but I mean, it's like two o'clock. So I guess it's a healthy bladder <laughs> if you have that. Um, but it's like, it's the same time every night, every night, unless I've had a few beers <laughs> and then I'm knocked out. Right. But, uh, but really on a normal day, it's that. And I noticed, uh, 
in relation to what you said, Amber, I noticed that there's a, I hear a popping sound yeah. that comes from the attic. It's, yeah. And, I, and, and, I, I, and I've been wondering, like, okay, is there some, is there some jerk off up there, like living in the attic no. right now? Is it the guy who came to and, you know, look, the pest control guy just moved up there oh, and okay. we were looking, what's going on here? So <laughs> yeah. I thought about putting, I thought about going up in the attic and seeing no, what's going on. No, that's been here. doing that for years. Yeah. So I don't think there's some dude living up there, but. It's just something with the house settling. But it's but something it's, you're noti- we, I never noticed until see, the last yeah, few Yeah, I've always noticed it. But for when, I, when it first happened, I was like, what the hell? Because like, yeah. it, it's loud. And if you, if you aren't of the, I don't know, if you're not very skeptical. Hyper, hyper aware. Then you might go, oh, my God, there's a ghost in the attic. There's something here. And so I could see where these reports have gone, you know, have gotten higher with everyone just, being home. I think people are just... Uh, as we said, they're just they're yeah. they're cooped up in their houses, and I don't know. Speaking to somebody who spent time as a shut in for a number of years, you start getting a little weird after <laughs> after a while. <laughs> I can honestly say that you start getting that hunch to your back, and you start looking at all the blinds all the time at all hours of the day. You start being one of those people, and I think that's that's wearing on people a little bit too. So yeah, you're going to naturally have more experiences. Do you guys still? Do you guys still obviously actively investigate still? Don't you? Yeah, we do. Yeah. How much do you guys usually get out these days? These days, not so much. Right. But, well, yeah, I should have a dumb. What the hell? <laughs> How about pre the team? But I don't feel like I'm equipped to tell them what's going on. I don't yeah. know if that makes yeah. sense. Yep, yep, yep. I'm not on yep. the team, but I don't feel like I'm equipped to tell them what's going on. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. I'm not yep. comfortable. On. Yep. I don't know if that makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. I'm not yep. comfortable saying this is happening in your house. Yep. It's it's just a little too personal for me. Yep. We've we've talked about that too. That's been like a central theme on our show, but in the past, because I, I think a lot of people don't have any business telling people what's going on in their home. I think it should be the number one goal of of personally anybody who wants to go out and do investigations like this for residences. It should be their number one concern and thing they should be as honest to themselves about as possible. Um, and I. It's nice to hear that. It's nice to hear that, Felicia, because yeah. I'm, the, I'm the one that says that a lot. Like, look, I'm not going to be responsible for someone running out of their house freaking out at 3 o'clock in the morning because I told them there's a ghost at the- I want to know. Probably yeah. not. And that's where the EVP thing comes in. Like, if, if someone goes – I go into someone's home and I set up – I want to know. Probably yeah. not. And that's where the EVP thing comes in. Like, if, if someone goes like – I go into someone's home and I set up, I set up my recorder and it's like – I hate these people. I'm going to kill them. And you get that voice about, like, okay, do the owners want to hear this? Because do I know where that's coming from, really? I, I have no idea where that voice is really coming from. And then you play it back as if, oh, yeah, these are the things in your house, and they don't, they don't like you so much. And uh, I think it's a matter. It's just simply a matter of responsibility. That's all it is. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, I hate to sound like a broken record on this show, but it's something I, I think it's something that's important and needs to be said over and over again until people finally get it. You are not, I don't know anybody out there who's qualified to be a demonologist. I don't think there's any type of qualification to be a demonologist. Do you guys know of any? No, no, because I've looked. <laughs> I, there's no qualification for that. Um, I mean, and, and I don't think anybody's qualified to say, well, you definitely have a ghost in your house, right? Um, like I said, I've, I've said that a million times to people. Uh, you can't, I, I, you may have this sneaking suspicion that there's some cute little Casper running around your house and you like that. It's, 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 it's sweet, I think, sometimes to think that you may have a spirit in your home, right? But mm-hmm. then somebody comes in there and 
well, here's a picture of one. You see this? See this? See this cloud? See this cloud right here? We got a picture of it's definitely a ghost. And I mean, we don't know what that is. That's, we all we all know better here, right? Uh, I don't want to be responsible for that. I, I just mm-hmm. I can't do that to people. Uh, and I think it's just irresponsible. And I think, yeah, saying that, I've said it to people too. Like, I might, well, what do I, because that's the thing. And you guys know this too. If this comes up, well, these people have, you know, they've read, they've done some, they have a podcast on, on paranormal stuff. They have to be experts. They're, they're definitely, so then you get the barrage of questions. And my response, probably like yours as well, I, it's, it's all up in the air, guys. We don't know. We just have, we just heard stories like you have, right? So the whole thing, uh, there's no experts. I guess that's what it comes down to, right, Amber? Right, yeah. Well, I, there's no experts, but there are people, like Rosemary Ellen Guiley was always an expert. She was a walking encyclopedia. You could ask her any question, like, hey, Rosemary, what's this? Hey, Rosemary, who's this researcher? And she, she, would, she would just tell you. She, she knew. So there's experts in, like, knowledge of the paranormal, but there's no one out there that can actually say, yeah, I'm an expert, and this I figured it out, and this is what it is, and yeah, it's cool. Join my club. So I just that's <laughs> no. There's people. You know, who, there's very intelligent people that know a lot. I agree about the subject matter. So I, I agree, but at the end of the day, with I mean, that's where at, I get. At that's the where end I get. of the day, you can have forty. I mean, and I'm not. No disrespect to Rosemary, her picture's hanging in our office here yeah. or in our studio. Uh, I love her to death, yeah. and I have I nothing think, but respect but I think for her. But she you, was an expert, though. Well, she is as close to an expert as you could get, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's still, there's paranormal, there's UFO experts, there's, they, they know their field, they know their stuff. And I don't think Rosemary was ever someone that was like, I had, thought she had all the answers. Oh, God, no. No. You know? So she was always, I mean, like, well, that Troy Taylor said she could, how did he, what did, last time when I had talked to him about, because she was always a staple at the Haunted America conference, and he would just be like, Ro, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, oh, I'll figure it out. It's like she could talk about anything and well, present she was, she on wasn't it. Encycl- she wasn't encyclopedia. Well, she wrote encyclopedias. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> I, I, I think it, it really comes down to, though, you don't know until what happens happens to you, I guess. I mean, as far as this, this field of study, I think, I think what we're trying to find out is, you know, what happens after you, you, you cease to exist physically, right? Um, right. And I don't think... I mean, and maybe we'll find out, maybe not in our lifetimes, uh, but I think that's kind of what, that's the great, the great peacemaker in this field. Yeah. Some people have a lot more experience. Some people have done a lot more study. They have more books. I get that. But really, none of us know. None of us really know here, I think. And that's just, it goes back to your, your point, Felicia. Like, I'm not qualified to answer that question. <laughs> I, I don't have the answers. I think, I think, I wish more people would say that. Yes, uh, me too. Because... I'm sorry, go ahead. What are you going to say? No, I was just saying I was agreeing. Oh, okay. I wish people would. Yeah, I, it's, I don't think we have, we won't have the answers until we die. <laughs> let's, let's end it with that because that's really, right. I think, all there, I, that's really, I think, all there is. Um, you guys have been out to a handful of places. Um, is there some places that you, well, uh, some more, I mean, I guess some notable places. Where have you guys uh, actually went? Have you guys been to some, any of the landmarks we know of? I went to Waverly Hills. Yeah. That was a pretty good one. Um, oh gosh, uh, Way- you went to Waverly. I haven't been to Waverly. You went to you went to Transound, didn't you? No. no. Ohio State Ohio Reformatory. State. Yep. He yep. never remembers that. No. Oh, Mansfield. Yeah, I, Mansfield. A, I went to. I was able to travel to some that he's not able to. Right. Yeah. 
Waverly Hills, it's funny you mentioned Waverly Hills because in the parking lot of Waverly Hills one night, we went there for, for a gathering. Uh, that's where I got one of my, one of my books. <laughs> Some lady, that was one of the weirder ones because this nice lady just walked up to me in the, in the middle of the parking lot as we were standing there smoking cigarettes and talking. And she's like, hi, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Cindy and I listen to Ghostly Talk. And I like your show and here, take this. And I looked, I'm like, holy crap. She's like, yeah, I listen to your show, and um, I know you like this book a lot, and I had a copy, so I wanted to give it to you. I'm like, well, oh my God, come here. Give me a hug. You're like the coolest lady ever, you know? It's kind of off-putting, but at the same time, very sweet, you know? And it was in the parking lot uh, of, of Waverly Hills. And uh, we've been to – I know I've been. Amber, you've only been there a couple times. Haven't what? You? Ohio State Reformatory. Yeah, Mansfield. twice. Mansfield. Um, how many times have you been to Mansfield, Felicia? I just went once. What would you think? What do you think it of was, this place? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's, I had some crazy stuff happen down in the, um, what's that called? Like the hole. Oh, oh, oh solitary? solitary confinement. Yeah. Yeah. Solitary. Thank you. Um, you. I was sitting there and I felt like something like punched the bottom of the bed. Scared the mm. crap out of me. Really? I, I yeah. Did, it was, it was a really cool experience. I didn't like After being I down there. Down. It's the, it, like how many people were with you when that happened? In the room, yeah. there was four of us. Okay, so that's not a lot. There, I know like sometimes you'd be the, like going through on a, like a regular tour and there might be like, I don't know, 15, 20 people um, with you. And But when we, then when you got a chance to walk no, around. When we went that, yeah. You, you dropped out a little bit. What was that, Felicia? I, I, I didn't hear what she said. Oh, oh so yeah, we, I all think we, we all dropped. We all dropped out. Um, right, no, I was saying that when you, you know, you go around with the bigger two or maybe, and then it's not so freaky. And then when you break off into little groups to go wander about and you are with those that smaller group, I did not like going into those tiny cells, especially the solitary confinement stuff in the basement. I never liked being the last person in line. I constantly had that, like, like feeling like something was behind me. And it was probably just me getting worked up, but... Yeah. It, it's a it's a beautiful building, but it also is very spooky in parts still. And I don't know how much they've done o over since we've been there to, to kind of clean some things up. Because some of it was really it was refurbished, yeah. and some of it was just kind of like the day they closed the doors, they haven't done anything to it since. Yeah, that's kind of how it was when we were there. I think there was like a library. Oh, the library's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Some of the rooms there were like kind of creepy. The Still. library actually has a spy. I don't know if you guys had a chance to go up it, but we had one of the guides take us up there years ago at the very far end, which would be, I guess that would be the north end of the library. There's mm -hmm. a spiraling staircase that goes to the roof, right to the roof. Uh, oh, wow. And we got to walk in very narrow, small. But we got to walk and go on the top of the roof and walk around. Uh, one of the times we were there, me and Doug did. There's also the scariest part of that prison to me was we were in the top, you know, the, the top level of the of the cells. It would have been on the west side. Mm -hmm. The way that they, they built those old prisons and it had plumbing, right? Um, the, the way they built those is obviously you have the cell and then in the back of the, out the back of the cell would be the plumbing from the toilet and the sink, right? And, yeah. it, you know, you're talking about hundreds of pipes, you know, running to a main. And in order to, service that stuff what they did is in between because you have like one row of cells on one side the north side and one row of cells on the south side right and in between that was a big metal door and one of the guides opened up the big metal door 
and it's just this hallway. It's a, it's you know it's a it's about two or two and a half feet wide, enough for you to walk through, right? Uh, and you can see all the plumbing. So it was it was a service corridor for the plumbers to go in there and do service work on any of the plumbing there there may have been issues with. However, the scary part was it isn't a solid floor that you're walking on as you walk into that service corridor. It's a graded floor. Oh, I hate those. And they're all every single level are graded floors. Ugh. So when you walked in there on the top level, uh, the top story. And you look down, you nope. can see you look you can see all the way down. Nope. And I got about three feet and turned around and said, "I, this is the worst thing How in the entire world." How could you walk up lighthouses then? How is it that I can't do that? I, those are hard. Had... That, that those are hard too. <laughs> okay, but you still could do it. I could still do it, but that that I guess because there was a wall there, I could hold something. I could hold on to in the lighthouse. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, Ugh. but I that, can't do lighthouses either. Oh, I've horrible. tried once. Horrible, and I love lighthouses. I, we're in yeah. Michigan. We have so many haunted lighthouses. It's the best little thing to go like tour. And the last, some of them, if they're small enough, I can go up them. But, oh, I'm going to forget the name of the one that we were at that I couldn't do. I don't know. I It's a it's a, it's a a big one. It's West a, side or east side oh, of the state? Oh, it was on Lake Huron. It's on the east side of the state. Yes. Okay, whatever. A, a big white lighthouse that is haunted. Well, that narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> and that I one. started going up it, and Scott was like, "You go, you gotta go faster." I don't know why you were like, like back, like saying that. I don't know if there was people behind you, and I'm like, I can't do this. And then the lady's like, "Oh, you get vertigo," and I don't even know if it's a vertigo thing because I don't, I don't feel dizzy. It's, it's a just, fear of heights. You're looking down, and I think there's yeah, they're looking down, and I never knew. I never had that problem until I was in London, and we went up to the. Uh, I don't know what it was, the 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 dome of St. Paul's Cathedral. And these steps were like, I don't know how old. It's St. Paul's Cathedral. It's I don't know when it was built. Everything in London was built a thousand years ago, <laughs> literally. So we're going up these spiral staircases and or stairs, steps, whatever, and I'm looking down, down, down to the church floor. And yeah. then you got the pressure because it's a tour. So everyone is going up, you know, you kind of got to move. Oh, it sucked. And that's when I learned, like, I don't like these. Nope. And I, I can do some lighthouses, but not all of them. Graded, graded stairs no. is not what I can do. Horrible. And that's the scariest. To, and Yeah, that's, that was the scariest part of Mansfield for me, Felicia, was that. Uh, was just <laughs> Not the ghosts. The, the graded ghosts. flooring. <laughs> uh, and they're like, it's come just on. that you can see down. It is yeah. scary. Well, the, and the and guy, a lighthouse that's spinning on top of that. Yes. So. Yeah. The guys, the, the tour guys, the, the guys there, they're like, come on, you can just make the walk, dude. Go, go all the way down to the end of the cell block. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing this. I'm going outside. I can't deal with this. It scared the living crap out of me. And it was dark in there, too. So one wrong step, you, your foot, because it was like, you know, it's a graded thing. And it's also got, it's opened up on the sides. It has oh. to be opened up. There's no, there's no blockers there. So your foot can fall off if you, nope. if you made one wrong step. Your foot would just fall off? Your foot would just fall right <laughs> off. Just, Only your foot. Just your foot would fall down. <laughs> Six stories oh, of okay. cells <laughs> to the floor and, and hit somebody the on the head. The rest of you would just, just bonk foot. somebody over the head. Okay. A Converse sneaker bonking somebody <laughs> over the head. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, Mansfield's a great place. It's fantastic. You said you've been there once, Felicia? Yeah. You going to go back in? Yeah, I really want to. I want to take Koi. Yeah, we should all go out there one weekend. Yeah, because we're not prep. that far yeah, from we're, there. We're about three hours away from there. And yeah, I think we're only like five, six yeah, we should all we should do a weekend of that. Two power couples go over there and just just yeah hang out there. It'd be totally awesome. Right, <laughs> you know, I would love to get you guys to come sometime when you're in Missouri or Illinois. 
to uh, the Missouri State Penitentiary. Yep, we've never been to that one. Uh, Missouri, oh, nearly, Missouri nearly killed me last year. I'm afraid to go to that state now. Oh, God. Well, you don't go walking in a violent like storm <laughs> yeah, in a yeah, forest that we you don't... So we'll see. He, he could have... I mean, Scott probably could have encountered that. Bigfoot probably was watching you from the forest somewhere. Well, everything else was. Probably while you were being like rained on and, and being bitten by Lyme ticks. disease ridden ticks. Yeah, ticks. Bigfoot, meanwhile, is behind a tree going, <laughs> dodging snakes. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, Missouri State Penitentiary, you said? Yeah. Yeah. And where is that? It's pretty amazing. Where is that exactly? It's in local? Jefferson City. Jefferson City? How far is that in relation to Alton? Do you guys know? Oh, I don't. Uh-huh. I would say within two hours. Oh, oh that's, that's not, not far. Probably less. That's that's not that bad. That's not bad. I kind of know. I'm kind of making that up. It's not far though. <laughs> I'm kind of making it's far. It up. <laughs> Just say it's far. Okay? It's it, an it, unknown it's a, distance. It's about a twelve hour drive from Alton, guys. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to get a hotel if you want to get there. <laughs> I'd I'd love to because we don't get my my grandfather's been from Missouri. I always hear stories about Missouri, Missouri, Missouri. And and aside from I think last year when I nearly got killed there. Um, that was the longest I've spent in Missouri was, uh, just going out hiking and stuff like that. So I'd like to get down there and spend some more time. Maybe if this whole thing lightens up for next year and we go down to Alton for choice, hopefully, I mean, I really would like to get, leave the state next year sometime because it isn't going to happen this year. Apparently, um, maybe we'll get an early, get an early start or something like that. Come down there and meet up with you guys or something like that. That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah, totally fun. Sure. Um, you know, and you were talking about, uh, Mansfield, Ohio State Reformatory, which has been on a bunch of TV shows too. Actually, that 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 building has all kinds of cool stuff to its name now. Um, it was in a Godsmack video. If you're a what? Godsmack fan, why did why was that the first thing you brought up? Well, because yeah. it's Godsmack. It, what's the name? Yeah, what's tune was that? I forgot. It was a, it was awake. They filmed the music video there. Now the story I got from that, which I think is actually kind of cool, was the was guy, that their first album. I don't think so. Second album. Second album. Um, I think what what the story I got from some of the guides there about that was the guys from Godsmack, they came to film the video there, and there's there's a cell. <laughs> you're walking along, I think maybe the fourth story or something like that. There's a cell. When you're walking along, you see, like, you know, paint peeling, paint peeling, paint peeling. Oh, this is brand new. <laughs> what the hell? You know? And the story I got was they had to refurbish one of the cells uh, for the video they were shooting. And from what I understand, the guys from Godsmack were like, we'll take care of it. And they got some paint <laughs> and they got some sandpaper and they put on some masks and they actually cleaned it all up themselves and refurbished the room on their own, which I thought was kind of neat. I thought that was kind of cool. cool. Not afraid to get their hands dirty. And then obviously Shawshank Redemption, uh, a lot of that was filmed there. The If you've been there, you, there there's the tube you can put your head in that uh, Andrew Dufresne put his head in when he had to go crawling through the sewage line, which is I don't want to talk any more about that, uh, but there's also been a lot of TV shows that have went through uh, Mansfield Reformatory, and you know that's one thing I know it's something we talk about a lot on this show. But I'm curious to know what you guys think of like uh, as far as, um, I mean, do you think? I mean, I, what are I guess what are the, let's be fair. What are the pros and pluses or pluses and minuses uh, of TV shows, especially I guess these days because they've been around for a long time now. Um, I guess I'm curious to know what you guys think about, uh, you know, how that affects the feel. The or ones nowadays. you actually like, if you watch any of them. Yeah, <laughs> I I do. I watch them. I I like them. Uh, I I'm inter- they're some of them are hilarious. A lot of them I like to see the locations because there's just some places I'll never probably be able to get right. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
I think it's de- it's definitely like kind of a double-edged sword. I think some of it helps because it does allow some of these places to be, you know, restored, open up to more people yeah. that are able to get out there. But then I also think it kind of gives people a false, you know, a, almost like a false hope. Like, you know, you can go there and this stuff is going to happen in, you know, an hour with commercial breaks. <laughs> yeah. Well, the expectations it are doesn't show the different. boring parts. No, 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 no show ever does. They won't. Well, yeah, it's it's a bit condensed as far bit. as as far as the action's concerned. But you did raise a really good point, though, Coy. Um, you know, they there is uh, some of these locations. You know, they're in bad shape. Mansfield. Yep. It, it was. It's been fun to watch Manfield, Man, uh, Mansfield, for example, because I think the first time we went there was like two thousand one. And yeah, the place was majestic and beautiful, but it was really beat up on the inside. And we got to see over a number of years uh, the money they were getting from donations, from people wanting to do tours there, and from media, right? Films and movie and TV and stuff like that, that there were real improvements being made to the building. So that's actually a really good point, uh, Coy, is that, yeah, some of these locations that are in dire need of, of, of some TLC, this is a way that they can get they these some of these you know places that should not be destroyed they, you know they should be kept or their historic locations they this is how they can kind of get a facelift and be kept around where they should be kept around i guess one thing that i do like about the television shows so growing up you know i was always into ghosts because of my grandma telling right. me these stories and then i watched you remember sightings i yes. loved the show yep. sightings. oh yeah but then like i grew up in like a pentecostal household like Ooh, you don't do ghosts right so um once I got, like, I got interested. We lived in a house that was, like, haunted, right? About that time is when Ghost Hunters started. Okay. okay. And that's kind of what got me. I realized by watching that show, I was like, wait, I could do this. <laughs> I, could, I could get those things. Yeah. I could go. I could get a recorder. Yeah. Anybody has a recorder. Right. I could try to catch this. So I feel like without watching that show, I probably would have never really got into the paranormal, like, as far as investigating. Right. It was, it was definitely a gateway for a lot of people. Right. And and if it wasn't one of the shows that became popular with the start of Ghost Hunters, it was shows like Sightings or Unsolved Mysteries. Have, have you watched the new Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix? I watched one episode. I got to I got to watch it all. It, I, it was crazy. It, did like, you watch the one about the, the the very first one about the disappearance of the or the guy like falling yes. through the building? Yes. Yeah, that was weird. It's I don't know what to think of it though cuz I, you know, I grew up obviously with the one with Robert Stack and it's narrated and Right. I, th- these ones are just stories told. They use the same same intro music, which I love. And then there's a little shadowy figure of Robert Stack. Like, you know it's him. And then it right. says, Unsolved Mysteries. And then it just goes into the story. There's no narration, which I've heard they, they said they didn't do narration because they have an hour to play with it and work with it or a little more. Uh, where in the past you had your, your one hour with commercials or half hour. I don't know how long they were. And so they had to tell the story. They had to get it. Robert Stack had to yeah, do his it thing. It was way more condensed. Yeah. Yeah. And, get to the point. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know if I if I, I don't know if I'm digging the style or not, or if it's it wasn't keeping my attention. That was the only problem. Like the, it was an interesting what they were talking about was interesting, but I was like, eh, and then I'd go do something else and then I'd look at something else and That's what was happening with me. Okay, okay, good. I didn't feel like I'm not alone there. And a lot of people on on, on social media have said, Oh, we love it, we love it, we love it, we love it. It was a great show. And I'm like, I guess it now I, I'm not quite I, following you that as far as the as far as the the pacing of it now because yeah. you said the the older the obviously the older 
to show. Yeah, it was narrated. It was narrated. And, and it was way more. It was way quicker though, too, because you had uh, yeah, the you had right? you had less. Yeah, and now and, with Netflix, it's it's. I think they're about an hour, maybe a little longer. And, it's, and there's the, no commercials. No, there's no commercials, but they just it's like a documentary. They they're yeah. just it's letting like the people talk. Family members. Yeah. And- and the family members and people are pretty much the ones telling the story. There's, you know, there's no like yeah. new Robert Stack taking over to kind of interject things. And I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. There's only six episodes, so maybe yeah. it's it will get a little better. But um, I think a lot I, of people. I'm, I think I'm different. I think a lot of those shows were made. You know, they were worked around people like Robert Stack, for example. That show was. I mean, he he had his obviously his voice and his character and things like that. It's what made the show. Uh, you know, I'm I'm totally gonna forget the name, but I think I mentioned a long time ago on the show here. I went through that was a few years ago. Um, I went and I took on the quest to watch every episode of Forensic Files ever made, <laughs> right? Which we're talking like 20 years, okay? And I did it. I did it. And you know, I I really should be looking up. You know, I got I got to do this. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't want to sound like a complete blithering idiot um, because. Hang on, hang on. I got my stupid computer in front of me here. Uh, Forensic Files narrator. Because I have to say this guy's name. Peter Thomas. Okay. Peter Thomas is another one of them who's got this really, really cool voice, right? And that's what made the show. I could literally, and I maybe this is how I got through him so easy, is because I could listen to him. Because this guy's voice was so good that he would narrate the whole thing, right? And... I could get through some of those episodes without even watching my phone or my tablet or the TV. I could just listen to it because it was totally narrated. So I think part of those, you know, them old style shows like that was the great narration. And I don't know why that isn't a thing now. It seems like it would be. I don't know what the deal is with that. Amber, fix it. Well, okay. I'll write Netflix and and talk to them about this. I'm sure they'll contact me right away. Yeah. (laughs) I think think you are right about that, Scott, though, because. Forensic Files, that's my jam. So like every night when right? I go to bed, I turn it on and I can go to sleep because I don't have to watch it. That, thank you. And thank let you. it go. Thank you. I mean, yeah, it, it's the guy, Peter Thomas, uh, had a fantastic voice. And yeah, you could literally, like I said, you could listen to it like a, like, like an audio thing. And yeah, it, I never try. I mean, I have probably went to sleep with a lot more disturbing stuff than that. <laughs> so I can't right. talk. <laughs> It's I've, I've, I nowadays I don't do that. Now it's like, you know, meditation, like, you know, talk down type things during the day. Uh, but yeah, I can understand. It, it be, it's kind of soothing. Peter Thomas has a soothing voice, too. So, yeah, I totally get that. But I wonder why they don't have the great narration. Maybe because it costs too much now. Who knows? Amber, I was going to say, because they have to pay those people. Right. Yeah, and Netflix is, well, yeah, this is I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Felicia. Go ahead. I was saying like the narrators, you know, they have to pay them to do that whereas if they're just having the family tell the story they're not putting all that money out yeah well and and yeah and netflix is about go 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 get out as quick as cheap as possible too so it don't surprise me at all so there's your problem amber you need you're you're on that we need by the next show we have to have this problem resolved okay yeah fix that i think they're bringing back one of those other shows too, like world's scariest places which that was another show in the early o's i really liked because like Koi said, these shows took you to places that you, you might not ever get to. And they'd give you a little history, whether people want to debate on how great the history research was or not. You still get a story that's mostly accurate, I would think. 
Yeah. And you get to see it. And then you get to hear some some stories about what was creepy and what, like, ghost demon dog they found there in the corner. And I don't know. Just <laughs> weird stuff that would always pop up on these shows that were sometimes extreme. But I enjoyed it. I liked that stuff as a kid. And I think it did shape me, um, I guess, to where I am now with, with – I. I got involved in ghost hunting before ghost hunters came out. And so when ghost hunters came you out, say that, right? I got involved. I in, got involved oh with ghost hunting God. before I ghost hunters came out. No, no, I. no. Okay. Okay. That's okay. not I'm, how I meant I'm it. I'm totally joking. But when that show came, it was not long before it, but when that show came out, then it sort of validated. Cause I actually felt nerdy. If someone said, like, what are you doing with your hobby? I, I go ghost hunting and like they like smirk and be yeah, like, yeah. okay, da, 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 da. you know, where's your pack? <laughs> you have a pet Slimer. Oh, and God. then as soon as that show came out, it kind of it kind of made you cooler. It justified it a bit like, oh, like those guys on TV. Oh, it's cool. I want to go somewhere with you. And then you were like a rock star for a hot second. Like you weren't a dork. I never felt that way once. You never felt like a rock star? <laughs> Absolutely okay. not. I, I was I, like, I think no, I don't I, wanna... Okay. I didn't feel like a rock star, but- you're making me sound like a pretentious like doof right now, but just you felt like a little cooler or justified in your dorky hobby. How's no, that? No, not really. Ugh. Okay. Well, I. <laughs> well, no, I do think you're right though. It it kind of brought it into the mainstream and yeah, it did. you know, so to speak, normalized it. Right. You know, you realize like, oh, these are normal people that have day jobs and wake up and cook breakfast and do you know, they're not these weirdos like lurking in the dark with their flashlights and well, yeah. you know, I thought well, was, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Walk around in the dark talking to ourselves and no, and, it, and I, I agree. I think that did normalize and tell a story of like, okay, like we're regular working people like anybody else's we have it, but we have an interest in this stuff. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The only, I guess the only issue I still have is, well, Amber kind of laid it out already. I, I, I say this often, like I remember I got to a certain point with this stuff years and years ago where if people I didn't know that well, that didn't know me that well, mentioned something about the paranormal, I'd quell up because I didn't want to spend the next three hours explaining to them why, uh, you know, what, what they saw on paranormal state wasn't real well, yeah. or something like that. Right. And I found myself just getting totally worn out, uh, by spending more time talking about this is the reason that's not you no know, that that's just TV. It's just editing and stuff like that, right? Literally talking to I was horse uh, about a subject like that, as opposed to talking about the cool stuff, right? Right. And I, I, you know, I I've, I was always tried to look at this subject with a very fair you know with a very fair eye. I think, uh, and yeah, there's a lot of positives. It, it does inspire people. I think that's fantastic. It does give money to locations that need that maybe need repair, need restoration, and things like that. I think that's fantastic too. There's a lot of other positives, I think, uh, but on a personal basis, it's kind of tough still because it's like, no, I'm not like Jason and Grant. I'm very far from that actually. First off, I don't have nearly the amount of the money those guys have. <laughs> They're rich. I'm not. Uh, second off, you know, I well, I mean, it's just it's a different thing, I guess. And they, it's just, I don't know. It's not, well, like we said before, uh, a lot of the TV shows, they're very condensed. You only see all the exciting stuff. You don't see the other 12 hours of sitting around waiting, you know, letting your, your equipment record something, right? And people are standing around outside the location drinking coffee or something like that. Obviously, we all know that isn't well, good. To, that's not good. No, for TV. and I think that's what caused the major influx of, of teams back in the day. 
like in the mid O's and stuff where just there was like a, every city had its own little paranormal team or every group yeah, of friends yeah. had a paranormal team. Yeah. And then once they all realized, oh, crap, this isn't the same as like what we see on TV. This kind of sucks. Yeah. And then I'd have a lot of people contact me on my website and say, you know, I want to join a paranormal team, but none of these guys will write me back. And I'm like, that's because they're a group of friends. They're little clicks. Like, they're not some kind of scientific team, and you fill out an application, and you go through a vetting Yeah, we only know process. one group that does that. We do know one. You know, one and, group that does that. But That's it. They were, they're, they're a group of friends. Like, so I'm sorry they never wrote you back and let you, let you into the click, but that's why then they'd be like, well, I'm going to start my own group. And so it would just like snowball. And now I don't, I don't know if that's a thing so much anymore. There's still, I think there's, there's still, still people out there doing it and have their groups, but I, I don't think it's, it's such a big thing that, and, and a lot of people felt like those groups made a mess of a lot of stuff back in the day because there was a lot of bad photography, the whole orb fiasco, um, <laughs> you know, any, any weird photo that you had or early digital cameras that had all the strange digital artifacts in them and yeah. just, uh it just I don't know. It was a weird moment to look back on right now because now it's almost like 20 years ago. Yeah. And uh, to think about all the things that I used to even think were like real when I started ghost hunting. Like I'd see things. Well, the orb thing. You know, we get we get dust orbs at first, and we didn't know any better. We're like, oh my god! Well, and, and everybody's so got to cool. crawl before they can walk. They do. You got to learn. And I think when I started taking pictures and. Orbs were popping up in a lot of places on, on this early digital camera I had. I'm like, mm, something's up here. And, you know, others would say, oh, that's because those cameras are sensitive to the I was side. like, I grabbed my camera. I was like, behold, I have the proof. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, look, I'm standing centurion on the mountain with this camera, this Sony Mavica that takes yeah, two and a, a half inch floppy disks. <laughs> I have the key to the afterlife right yeah. here. It'll only cost you $500 for Was a kid. that stupid thing $500? $500 I paid for that thing when it oh first came out. Oh, my God. You know my first digital camera I bought off eBay, and it was refurbished, and I think I spent 250 and I had to fight in an auction for it. Yeah. Stupid. So, I mean, I, I guess the, the TV thing, I mean, there's a lot of positives, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I, I think it, it's inspiring to a lot of people. Uh, and, they, and they're not going anywhere. <laughs> that's my prediction no, no. I, no I remember when you could only find those shows like during the month of october uh, yep like yeah. i would wait all year long yep. because i got 30 days 31 yep. days to watch all my ghost shows yep <laughs> yep that was always a thing that i was yeah. big in, into like oh yeah you know september would start creeping in and you start seeing the advertisements all the cool and, shows are coming on oh i couldn't wait and yeah. then yeah now you can find it anywhere i mean we, now we have just tv on demand all the time or youtube so yeah. it kind of takes the joy out of waiting for some of those programs. Like, remember we're having to wait for um, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas or yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or any of those weird, The Great Pumpkin, and you'd have no. to wait. Not me, because we recorded all that stuff. Well, okay. We had the VHS have tape. Have you busted out the VHS? <laughs> the, the 15th generation VHS tape that we recorded over Roseanne but... 40 times. We had a copy of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to watch. You could barely hear well, so I, but so I didn't have to wait for anything. Some things you had to wait for still. So, yeah. you, you know... You guys having kids, and I'm not sure how old are what ages are your kids? They are 10, 12, 16, 16 and, and 20. 20. Okay, so that's actually a decent range. So, having parents that are interested in otherworldly things, the supernatural, the paranormal, do any of your kids think that that's stupid and mom and dad are dumb? <laughs> or do they think like wow. you guys are extra hip because their parents are into that? 
I think they think it's hip. Okay. If okay. if anyone doesn't, it's Athena, but she's very <laughs> what I I don't know. She's very uh, structured. Okay. Like cleans a room like once a week. Like <laughs> makes a list of things she has to do Aww. on her mirror and checks them off. Basically, if she, if she, if it's not in front of her face, it's not real. It's okay. not there. So she would probably be the one that's least likely to enjoy us doing this. <laughs> Um, Dagan, our son, he's really into it. He loves it. He's too scared to do anything, but he talks a good game. <laughs> and so. do you, I mean, do you guys have conversations with the kids, obviously, about this stuff, it sounds like? Yeah, it's like, you know, for Mother's Day, for, for Mother's Day, they got me a bunch of crystals, some meditation Aww. stones, and like a crystal grid, right? Cute. And so I'm opening at this, and then I look at them, and I'm like, is this weird? And Athena <laughs> says, not for our family. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we definitely talked to him about it you know we try to tell him there's nothing to be scared of yeah i mean we definitely have the most like i think open-minded kids when it comes to anything like yeah. this i mean it's not strange for them to hear like oh we'll be right back we got to go meet somebody they have this clown that <laughs> acts weird <laughs> And you know they don't want it, and they want to give it to us. So we <laughs> we're going to bring it, it home to you, <laughs> right. right? That's a normal thing in our house. So if, if weird things happen, they're like, "Mom, what did you bring home?" Yeah, that's that is a, a very normal question. I love too. that. I love that. And and now, Felicia, you said you grew up Pentecostal, so right. so they're like, yeah, they're not going to have one foot in the whole. Even though they have, like, I think very supernatural tones going through that whole thing with right. speaking exactly. in tongues and. Like, lots of crazy stuff going on there. Uh, did that make you turn away from that structured, um, like, Christian version of Christianity? And then how have you raised your kids? Like, do, do they have a religion? Or do you guys just kind of go church of the common, you know, be a, be a good person church? <laughs> that's ours. Be a good person. Yeah, um, yeah I don't want to force anything on them. I feel like that's a personal decision yeah. for them. You know, I was made to go to church three times a week. Oh, my God. Like, twice on, twice on Sundays, Wednesdays. And then, of course... You have revival, which means you're there all week, every night. And we would be traveling to other towns for church. So wow. I just, I didn't want to force that on my kids. I want them to make their own decisions. Yeah. I can barely get down here to do, I can really walk down the steps to do this show once a week nowadays. It's how, how horrible I am hearing that. God, I'm a bum. Yeah, I was I forced. I had bum. to go to catechism. <laughs> I had to go to like catechism, which is the Catholic Bible school, like once a, like yeah. every Monday. Yeah. And I dreaded it every second because it was just corny. It wasn't fun. It was corny. Like if we sang yeah. songs, they were stupid songs. Um, just, <laughs> that's, the point. that's what church is. It just, it's just bad. I call it shrill church voice. There was always the like woman that was like the lead choir person with that shrill like, Jesus loves us. Yes, he does. Because she really, it, you know keep, what I mean? Keep going, Amber. No, yeah. that, I can't, that's a fake. <laughs> that's not my real voice. That's fake. That's my fake shrill church voice. But and then Fake there'd be a guy, then a bad keyboard, and like a guy just strumming an acoustic. Yeah, yeah. Well, just I, I, ugh, I just hated every minute of it, and that, probably no. because I was that little metalhead kid, and just wanted to go home and watch cartoons and listen to Lizzie Borden. Read, well, I didn't. I don't remember Lizzie when I was little. Or Crimson Glory, or Crimson Glory. Queensrÿche. Queensrÿche. I would have liked. Yeah, totally Queensrÿche. Um, well, I mean, but I think that's really that's really cool though, because I. Mean, as far as a parenting thing, and one of the things I thought about, and I think about this a lot when it comes to kids and, and the paranormal and stuff like that, is it's something I always I always fall back on as far as the idea. And that's, uh, I, I think a lot of kids raise their, you know, parent, I'm sorry, a lot of parents raise their kids 
to kind of shut them out of the paranormal, you know, out of the, out of other ideas and stuff like that. Like, no, look, ghosts don't exist. You're fine. You're safe in your house. You got nothing to be scared of. There's no boogeyman. None of that stuff exists. Just chill, right? Everything's fine. And I think right. it's just it's parents being they're they're doing the best job they can. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that's how those filters get built up in your mind yeah. over time. Or ghosts aren't real, but Santa Claus brings presents and comes down right. the chimney, right. yeah. and the tooth fairy comes to get your tooth. But there's no such <laughs> thing as a ghost. Your teeth and yeah. pays you for it. Yeah. <laughs> and you wonder why there's kids that have gotten on top of water towers with clown suits on and started firing on other people right there because they have that kind of crap going back and forth with their parenting right there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's confusing. I think I, that's that's an extreme. Example, yeah, I was like, but, wait, what? Okay, all right, all right. I well, was okay, yeah, and I believed in those. Yeah, <laughs> the show just got really dark. Huh. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think I think it's it's cool to hear that. Like, okay, look, you know, it's it's your life. We're going to show you the right things to do. Do the, do the smart things. Be a responsible, good person, right? But right. you know, as far as spiritualism and spirituality, and you know, all the all this weird stuff that we're into, you know, it's not going to be pushed on you. Right. And I, I think that's very cool. And I, you know, I think the, the younger generation, um, that's, that's, that's kind of a, it's, 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 it's a common thing, which I think is really cool. Right. I know. Like letting your kids just choose and, yeah. and decide for themselves when they get older. Yeah. Not being forced into something yeah. like that. I, 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 yeah, we'll see. I mean, here's a good example, right? Uh, I know people that have parents that, well, we never smoked because we didn't want our kids to smoke. Right. And the first thing I see the kid, as soon as they turn 16 years old, they're lighting up right? <laughs> because it's a rebellion right. thing. It's a total rebellion thing. Uh, well, you need to go to church 15 times a week here and this and that. And yeah, you get turned off right away. It's a rebellion thing because that's what young people do. That's part of how they're wired at that that time is they're wired. And I'm not saying use reverse psychology on them, but hey, here's the, here's the freedom. And I'm sp- I'm speaking like a true non-parent too, <laughs> I'm sure. But, but it's like you know, I think it's cool to hear that though. I think I, it is common sense, right? Where you know, okay, here we're going to give you the freedom to believe the way you want to believe, but here's some rules you got to go by. I think they, I think there has to be some kind of guidance there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, we're not parents, <laughs> so <laughs> no, I, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I, that's just my thing. I think I think that the children should have this idea, you know, have that freedom to believe what they want to believe, and I, I think it's as simple as that. It's just really cool to hear that. That's excellent. All right, let's look towards the future here, because holy crap, it's we've been going. Yeah. For, well, I'm sorry, we've just been going and going here. Hope you guys didn't have any other plans tonight. Um, oh so, no, we're we're good. <laughs> so. I mean, as far as the future is concerned here, we've talked about, we covered a lot of stuff just with the field in general and things like that. And um, I think about this a lot too, as far as, you know, as far as the, you know, the paranormal field. And I mean, that's kind of a big umbrella, right? So I think we've kind of been narrowing this down to more of the investigation, like ghost investigation, spirit investigation type stuff. So we shouldn't, I think we should keep it in that arena too. Uh, As far as the future of that, like, I have my ideas looking forward. What do you? What are your guys' ideas looking forward in this field? Like maybe the next ten years, what what we may see. I think it's it's you know it's going to be a lot of like what we were talking about earlier. Much more personal. I think it's going to be more based on the individual experience. I I do think we are headed away from the gadgets. I think the only thing keeping the gadgets really going is the TV shows because that's what the mainstream people see. Yeah. But I think in this more in the core, smaller circles, I think it's going to be much more personal experiences and it's all really going to be kind of headed in that direction. And I think like, you know, 
like podcasts and stuff like that where it's much smaller audience but much more of a targeted audience yeah. is really kind of directing that. I think the podcast thing, especially now, it's something that I've said before, and I've heard a lot of other way more famous podcasters say this. That the beauty of what podcasts are is the long-form conversation, right, where you can express an idea instead of having, you know, we talked about the TV shows from the, from the day yonder, right? Yeah, they had to condense a lot of things and cram a lot of stuff in because they had to deal with commercial after commercial after commercial. Now we have technology out there literally at the tip of our fingers that we can do podcasts and express an entire idea especially on stuff like the paranormal or or ghost investigations um, where it isn't as easy as just well this is green is green and blue is blue and that's the end of it let's move on it's a it's a lot of topics and a lot of ideas that, that needs to be talked through i think and this is a great platform for that so i think yeah i agree with you on that koi that uh, the podcast thing is something I think it's just going to grow and grow and grow. It's been a huge influence. Like how we were saying, because we're all around the same age, we were saying, well, shows like Unsolved Mysteries and Sightings and stuff like that influenced us. For this up-and-coming generation, they're going to say, hey, I, I learned this on podcasts. I got excited about the paranormal and ghost stories because of this podcast, you know, I listened to. Like yeah. Astonishing Legends or Lore or something else. Um, that's what I think. And, you know, that's, what's going to happen. It's just every generation has their thing that they're exposed to that makes them interested or excited about something. And I think the podcast movement is helping drive that too for the, for future kids out there. Yeah. 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 I mean, with now with everything going digital to phone, you know, everything's on your phone, right? Everything is now on your phone and you're able to reach such a larger audience and, you know, people that may not have access to these, you know, groups or seeing or going to all these places are realizing, I don't need anything. Like, I've been listening to these people, and th- they don't take anything. Yeah. I can go out there and experience this without needing all that stuff. Yeah, and I, it's just the influence. I, I think it's in podcast in general, too, going, just talking about that, you know, they come when it comes to the paranormal. They come in all shapes and sizes, and this just jogged my jogged this thought because my email popped up. I popped up my screen real fast for a second, and I actually got an email from another podcast that I just discovered a couple of days ago. That's uh, well, we're gonna they're gonna probably be on the show too. Uh, but it's a it's a podcast I just came across, and when I said they come in all shapes and sizes, it's not just like you know like our show where we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> we just kind of talk, right? Uh, but there's other shows that are very well produced. I mean, Troy's Troy's uh, American Hauntings podcast. Troy, uh, he does there, and oh my god, how, how am I forgetting that wonderful, beautiful man's Cody. name? Cody. Cody. Oh my god, what's wrong? So I'm so sorry. Cody. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Cody. It's been it's been too long, Cody. Uh, it's a it's a very well produced, beautiful podcast, and there's a lot of other ones that are way more formalized and produced and stuff like that. And it, so they come in all shapes and sizes. So if you want to hear like you know a, a ghost story with someone who's got a really good radio voice who can produce it and make it sound really cool, you can get that. Or you can just hear conversation about the subject that we we do here. So they come in all different shapes and sizes. And yeah, they do, you get those ideas. That's what I think you can't, you were talking about, Coy, was, you know, this is where you can get those ideas. And it's free for Christ's sake. Well, there's an, I guess there's advertising on some of these ones. But I mean, really, I mean, that's what I, I'm still kind of blown away that I can go, 
and download a two or three hour show from some podcast that I like and just download the MP3 file to my phone or my laptop and then listen to it and be entertained for two or three hours for free. Remember when a single MP3 used to take an hour to download? An hour. Try, try two or three hours. <laughs> One song. One song. Yeah. <laughs> Rookie. Rookie. I think that was still a <laughs> dial-up, though. I can't remember. Downloading an entire Art Bell show on a 56K. <laughs> try two and a half to three hours to get the show down. <laughs> so stupid. And the whole time, like, plugging up your phone line. Oh, killing it. No one could call. <laughs> it was... Beep, it was, beep, beep. Yeah. That sound. <laughs> Boy. Those were the days. Those were some fun days. But yeah, I think that, you know, the future, I think a big part of the future is that is, you know what? It may not even be a matter for me, and this is my idea, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong. Um, it may not even be a matter of someone going out into the field, right? Uh, like going out and doing some field work, let's say, right? It may be someone who's sitting in their bedroom, a young child or maybe uh, whatever, a person, any person sitting in their room and they download a podcast and they listen to a couple of people talk about ghosts and stuff like that. And they start formulating their own ideas. You know, you don't have to, I don't think you necessarily have to go to a location with a camera or something like that to have an experience or even have any ideas or have, have a thought on this stuff and, and formulate an idea. Um, it could just be somebody who listens to a podcast and says, well, I'm going to write this stuff down. And maybe that turns into a book. You don't know, right? So, right. I mean, I think a lot of it, it, well, we're kind of all stuck in our houses right now anyway, so that may be the only option we have <laughs> down the road. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think, yeah, the future is, you know, I want. I really hope the future is that, where it is just this type of community, open source type community of people who just want to exchange ideas. You know, for for the betterment, I think of I, I mean again, drooling hippie coming through here, but for the betterment uh, of of this field, or, and maybe to exchange more ideas. I don't know. I'm melting down. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, am I wrong though? Am I? Does, does that make sense, guys? Yeah, no. it does make sense. All right, what do you buy you, Amber? Yeah, it makes total sense. Sure. Well, great. Then our job is done here. We've solved all the world's problems. We can we can all go to bed now. We're I good. Know, yeah, I still stand by what I said, that the, the podcasts are just another way to influence future generations. And it doesn't have to be just a generational thing. I mean, yeah, it can be yeah. anybody. They could be 50 years old, 70, hear a podcast, become inspired, write a book, do something, get a world tour, dominate everything, figure oh, out yeah. the paranormal. Yeah. From so, their bedroom. Yeah. From, from their okay, bedroom. From their bedroom. So, <laughs> it's yeah, I, I just think, you know, same as holding this book from 1969, God, haunted, the back haunted, of that thing still screws my head up. That haunted, still freaks that's me out. That's the tulip staircase. I know it freaks me out still. Um, God, but holding this cool book, picture. Haunted Houses by Larry Kettlecamp, published in 1969. Really in 1969, this was just a different version of a podcast. Right. So, wow. Yeah. That was profound, Amber. Yep. And with that. Coy, Felicia, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you know you for what? Yeah, it was our, our, our honor to have you I know, you we can't on. see you in person, so next best thing. Let's talk, you know, we. I'm sorry, we didn't really, God, we, we've just been jabbering for the last hour and whatever here, and can we talk about the podcast, your podcast for a second? I'm really sorry. Until dawn. Uh, first off, there's there's the website. Where, where can we find you guys at? Um, I mean, really, you can just, you can search Until Dawn Podcast and... Mm-hmm. You know, we will pop up. I mean, it's the podcast is everywhere. I tried to find anywhere that I could put it out. That way it was accessible to as many people, whether, you know, you have Android, Spotify, mm-hmm. iTunes, 
I mean, right. iHeartRadio. I think I think I put it on iHeartRadio. Cool. Like, is you know, so you can pretty much find it just about. It even anywhere. goes to YouTube, doesn't it? Yeah, it even yeah, the audio version just goes straight to straight to YouTube as well. So excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'm sorry we didn't mention that. We started gabbing here, and I, yeah. The, well, we have an intro to do yet still, too. We still have that, and I have to say also, you guys still do have the coolest stickers I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, they are. Any, any <laughs> I'm looking at one right now. Where, is, it, is, it, is it the one on the rack yeah, over there? It's a, yeah. It's on the rack mount? Yeah, and there's one upstairs. I know we have it on the table up there, and we don't want to use it on anything because we like it so much. It's such a beautiful sticker. <laughs> it was our honor, guys, to have you on the show tonight. Thank you. We can't thank you enough for spending some time with us. And I really hope the next time we talk, it'll be face-to-face with a beer in our hands. Yes, absolutely.